Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Charities don't pay taxes, including the estate tax. So you have a $100 million estate and $80 million of it is going to go to charity. We don't have an estate tax problem anyway. But it's how do we leverage and use that financial wealth to accomplish what this next issue deals with? Just to refresh your memory, because we've talked about so much, the erosive effects being, number one, the division of the estate, spreading it out at death means that everybody gets less assets and we lose power. Second issue, the estate tax, because if at every generation a family is having to pay 50% of the tax to the government, that's going to weed down a family's financial wealth over time. But then the biggest issue that leads into this shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generation phenomena, it is fact, it happens, it's not just this idea, it is fact, is the third party attacks to the wealth, meaning you leave an asset to a child and they go through a divorce or they get sued or they start a business and it fails and they have to declare bankruptcy. And what mom and dad gave them gets taken by those creditors. And then, and mismanagement, right? You give the assets to the kids and they go just buy Ferraris. I don't have anything against Ferraris, beautiful cars, and I like cars, but I expect my kids to make the money themselves to buy their own damn Ferrari. They're not using the money that I left them to buy the Ferrari. But what I, what I think is the worst one is like the parents give a $1.5 million estate. The kids go and break it down and go build a $3 million house with their $80,000 a year salary and get a new mortgage on that. That's that count as a third party attack themselves. It counts as mismanagement. And that brings into exactly this discussion of how do you deal with each of those issues? First of all, third party attacks are pretty easy to deal with. One of the things that I see in, in a lot of people's planning lane is that at their death, again, they might leave it in trust for the benefit of their kids for a while, understanding that an 18 year old is probably not well-equipped to handle a lot of assets. You probably were at 18, I was not. But hey, we're gonna hang on to it for a little while longer. We're gonna put a trustee in charge of it who's more responsible. But then when the kids reach 25, 30, 35, these are very common ages, we'll start doling the money out to them. Literally requiring the trustee to give one third of the assets outright to the child. And to me, that's a huge no-no. What I do, like in my planning for my kids, in fact, I've done this in the planning for my mom Keep mentioning my grandpa just as a really good person in my life, but he'd done very well in life and he passed away in 2006. My mom's an only child and she became a pretty wealthy woman. And I'm a mama's boy through and through. I talk to her every morning on the way to work and I, I don't want this lovely woman going anywhere. But when she does launch off, I want the last check she writes but to bounce, but I, I don't need her money. I'm just fine. But when it comes to me, it's coming to me in a trust and to my sister in a trust that will exist for our entire lifetime. And the reason for that is number one, we deal with that erosive effect we just talked about, this estate tax issue. Look, I'm gonna do what I can to have an estate tax problem. It's not the only thing I'm striving for in life, but if my wife and I have amassed an estate of $20 million, let's say, I don't need my mom dumping on top of me half of her estate, because now my net worth increases. When I die, those same assets are subject to an additional estate tax. I want to enjoy those assets, right? I'm not completely altruistic. By her leaving it in a trust that exists for my entire lifetime, it never becomes part of my estate. When I die, if I'm worth $50 million and there's $5 million in that trust that my mom left me, that's not part of my estate. 
it generationally skips the estate tax and go on, goes on to my children, her grandchildren, estate tax free. That's a benefit of that lifetime trust. But then in terms of third party attacks, if my wife decides that she's tired of my horrible sense of humor and she runs off to the Bahamas with the pool boy, the assets my mom leaves me in that trust are for my benefit, nobody else. My wife is not a beneficiary of that trust, a divorcing or a, a bankruptcy trustee. I literally could go through an entire bankruptcy, come out the other side of that bankruptcy with the assets my mom left me entirely intact. Now, the downside of that, of course, is this term lifetime. And does this mean that my mom has, in my case, chosen some third party trustee at her death to be in charge of what she leaves me and my sister? Thankfully, she has this idea that I know how to run a trust. But her death, I get to be in control of what she leaves me as my own trustee. It's not part of my estate and not available to creditors, even though I'm entirely in control. That's a big thing that your client or your uh, associates should think about doing within their planning, leaving it in a trust, but not a trust that will ever make or be required to make outright distributions to that beneficiary. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.